Welcome to the Axe Church UK Weekly Podcast. We hope you will be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! Daniel chapter 1 verse 8 uh, will be the theme uh, for this year and the next 10 years uh, for Axe Church as a global uh, church planting family slash movement. Uh, and uh, for... You know, for the longest while, we've been, you know, being grown by God, uh, mobilized by the Holy Spirit. And God wants us now uh, to have His purposes in our hearts. And so this year, if I can do anything, if last year was us learning about the goodness of God, discovering the goodness of God, and, and discovering how we uh, can be a part of that, how God's goodness can transform us and how we can represent His goodness here on earth, uh, then this year I want us to grow, uh, being more confident in God's purposes in our heart. Uh, Daniel chapter 1 verse 8 says this, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. So context is that Daniel and his friends were, you know, they were captured and uh, sent to ancient Babylonian uh, to be trained in the king's palace so that after three years later, they would serve the king. Uh, and of course, when you live in the king's palace, you ate and drank everything that the king drank. But the uh, Babylonian people, they having different uh, diet than the, the Jewish people. So there were certain meats that they ate, certain food that was offered to idols, certain things that were unclean. And so Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not be like that. And so I want us not to focus on the eating and the drinking, but I want us to focus on the purpose in his heart. In short, this year, I want us to grow more confident in God's purposes in our heart. And, and not only that, for us and our heart and our lives to be filled with God's purposes. I don't know how last year has been. Maybe last year you broke up. Maybe last year you felt betrayed by your friends. Maybe last year was a good year. Maybe it was a bad year. And we can have different things occupy our heart. But I want us moving forward to have God's purposes occupying our heart. Not hurt. Not pain, not shame, not sin, not addiction, but God's purposes. Amen? And, and not only that, to learn uh, how uh, to discover God's purposes for our lives, how to deposit that in our hearts, and how to live it out. But it's also about preparing us as a church and as a community to be people with a steadfast spirit. Because Daniel's purpose in his heart, even before he saw the food, he purposed in his heart. A lot of times, we don't stand in the face of temptation. We fail in the, in the face of temptation because we, we decide only after we see. Does that make sense? You know, how many of you are trying to lose weight this year? You know, how many know the secret for that is to purpose in your heart before you even see the espresso spread? You know, otherwise, you can look at that and go like, maybe diet should start next week. You know, if you're thinking of saving money, if you've been there before, you spend too much, you're thinking, no, I don't want to shop anymore, I'm becoming a shopaholic. The, the, the key towards that breakthrough is not to stand in front of the shopping mall with the big word sale in front of you and then going there, get thee behind me, Satan, and push me in. Uh, but instead, you, you're saying to yourself, man, I'm, I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to allow myself, you know, to walk near uh, that window display. And for maybe for some of us guys, it's a different type of window display, if you know what I mean. You know, maybe God is saying that, hey, I want you to be free from lust and be free from your, uh, you know, uh, pornographic addictions. Then what you do is not to, 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 to serve 
Uh, and then when you see a pop-up, go like, oh God, is this a sign from you? You know, because if you, if you really love me, you will not see, let me see this. Now that you let me see this, maybe you want me. No, 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 no. But for us to go like, no matter what I see or don't see, my purpose in my heart is that I will not defile myself. And I will honour God. Amen? So this year, God wants to bring us and make us more resilient people, more faithful people, and as a church, a church that walks closer and closer with His purposes. Amen? And so with that in mind, I want to bring us to the, the real message for today. And if you're taking down notes, uh, please write down first things first. And that will be the title for today's message. First things first. How many know that in the start of a new year, we can have many things occupy us, occupy our minds, right? Uh, can I be real? One of the things, one of the things I want to do uh, is to lose weight. Because, uh, uh, I, 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 you know, December has just been a year, oh, sorry, a month. It felt like a year. A month of just cream and cheese and cream cheese and, 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 and different, you know, turkey and whatnot. And, and so I really feel like, man, I've, I've bloated up and I, I want to lose weight and there's nothing wrong with that. Some of you, maybe your new year, you want to, you know, lose weight. Some of you want to get healthier. That's great as well. Some of you want to start, you know, going to the gym. Some of you want to stop going to the gym. Uh, uh, some of you, you know, want to uh, see breakthrough in your studies. And some of you want to see breakthrough in your, in your love life. And different things. And if you're honest, you know, we can start a new year and have many things occupy our mind. How many of you have been there before? When you have many things occupying your mind, you end up doing nothing. That's the truth. You write that down. You know, because when, you, when you're so distracted, you don't even know where to start. And so I want to teach us first things first, how to get the new year right. And with that, I want us to turn to Psalm chapter 27, verse 1 to verse 6. Psalm 27. I want to lead us this morning in a devotion of, of, of this psalm and, and begin to unpack it and begin to, you know, uh, imitate the psalmist. And this is a psalm of David. So we're imitating David. Uh, a man after God's own heart, the Bible declares, uh, so that we can get it right. And, uh, you know, if your dad can hear a good amen, come on, don't stare at the screen thinking the screen will do the job for you. Maybe your New Year resolution. Another thing is to get a Bible, bring a Bible. Amen. Maybe get a journal. Start writing down notes. It's good for you. Tell your neighbor, say, it's good for you. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So Psalm 27, verse 1 to 6. If you're there, can I hear a good amen? All right, let's read. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Wow, this, this, this is powerful. The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? You know, just even saying this, and this is not planned, but I even sense that this is a, it's a prophetic word for some of us here. I don't know who you are. I don't know how this start of the year has been. And there are definitely many things occupying your mind and your heart, and fear is chief among them. But I want you to know, this morning, God's Word speaks over your life. He is your salvation. He is your light. He is your strength. Whom shall you fear? If God is on your corner, whom shall you fear? If God is on your side, why are you so still afraid? 
Amen? So receive that. I, I really believe that that's just God's declaration uh, over some of us. But let's read on. When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Wow, may, may this happen to all of us. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Amen. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. Verse 4. One thing, everyone say one thing. We'll come back to this. I have desired of the Lord that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. For in the time of trouble, He shall hide me in His pavilion. That's not a shopping mall. That's, that's God's presence. In the secret place of His tabernacle, He shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock and now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy how many know that only in God can we sacrifice and yet still have joy? Amen? In His tabernacle, I will sing. Yes, I will sing. Praises to the Lord. Amen. I believe that this is what God wants us to meditate upon this morning. Specifically, verse 4. One thing. The psalmist was clear. There were different things occupying him. Death, war, enemy, running. But one thing thing he has put his eyes on. One thing he was seeking us. One thing. So I want us today to start with that one thing. So first things first, I got three points for you. So maybe it's not so much one thing, but three one things. But it's all one thing. You, don't worry. Now tell your neighbor, it'll make sense. It'll make sense. One thing. I believe the guy is speaking to us. Don't let the many things in your life, don't let the many worries in your life. What are you worried about? Finances, your studies, your health, your, 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 your life, your, your family, different things, your past. Maybe some of us here, we're still, you know, um, being, we're still in pain. We're still grumbling. We're still regretting last year. And so it's not just Many things, there's even many years just circling your mind. But God says to us this morning, one thing. Focus on one thing. Learn from the psalmist. Learn from my servant David. Focus on that one thing. One thing. So let's read verse 4 one more time. One thing I have desired of the Lord, and that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. This is a very powerful psalm. And in this one verse, it's broken into three parts. And so, as we study the three parts, we'll come up with three one things that are also one thing. And that will be the three points for us today. So, it says here, One thing I have desire of the Lord that will I seek some translations say one thing that I will ask. And so, point number one, what is that one thing you will ask of the Lord this year? A lot of times, we come to church uh, in a hurry. Hopefully, we don't come to church late. 
Uh, we come to church thinking of serving. We come to church thinking of bringing a friend. But how many of you come to church with a mind to ask of God? And God wants us to go back to that place again. The Hebrew word for, for, for ask, okay, are you ready to, to write it down? Is ask. It's a pure ask. It's like a child asking. It's not a demand, it's an ask. Because if you read it in context, King David, this was before he was king, and we'll go into that in a while. He was saying that, God, one thing I ask, how many know that you can't demand from God? How many know that you can't barter with the infinite God? There's nothing you have that He wants. He only wants you because He wants you, full stop. And so, David was asking. It was a, a pure ask. It was an ask that's like, God, can I just ask? It's not a demand, I just want to know. And so the Hebrew word for ask is to, to seek the face of God. To ask and to seek the face, to inquire, to make a question. It's just a question. How many of us come to church with a question for God? Could it be that we complain, I don't receive anything, I'm not, no, I'm not, God's not speaking to me, He's not speaking because you don't ask. The Bible says, ask and you shall receive. And so in the new year, I want us to ask again. I want us to have a faith that's alive. And what I mean by ask, I'm not, you know, don't get me wrong. Maybe some of us here, you have a desperate need. Maybe you are in need of healing. Ask. Don't demand, but ask. Maybe you're in need of a breakthrough in your studies, in your finances. Ask. A lot of us, we come and we don't ask. And we just go through the motions. We just rush through the event and then walk away going like, oh, I didn't feel God at all. Because you came without expectation. When you come with a question, there's an expectation for an answer. And so when you come, God says that in this new year, what are you asking me for? Some of us here, maybe, I don't know what church tradition you come from, but maybe you've been educated, you've been thought, taught that, oh, we cannot ask from God. I'm not asking you to demand, but I'm asking you to bring your request before Him. Do you know that God constantly says, come before me with faith like a child? You know what a child does all the time? They ask. They ask. Can I watch cartoon? I mean, I don't have children, but I babysat them before. Can I ask cartoon? Can I, can I have more milk? Can, can, can we go out? Can I pet the dog? Can I have that? Can... They ask. And they ask. And they ask. But it's in that asking that creates an intimacy. And sometimes we, we, we think that God zap me with your Holy Spirit. Make me more spiritual. Well, maybe you just need to ask. God, I want to know you more. What is it that you want from God? Then we talk about material stuff, but what about other things? You know, don't just come to God with, with, with a long-sided list of, of hopes and wants. Just bring them with faith like a child before God. Have you asked God for healing? Maybe that's why you're still sick. Have you asked God for breakthrough? Maybe that's why you're still stuck. Ask, ask. And this is the, 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 the simplicity that God wants to bring us back again. The first step that you take towards me in this new year, I want to ask. Maybe some of us here, we've been hurt by, you know, different things. Or past experiences 
when it comes to praying and, and asking from God in, in years past. And it feels like, you know, I, I'd rather not ask because if I don't ask, I won't be rejected. Because in the past, I've been rejected. God's given me the silent treatment, but that shouldn't stop you from asking and asking and asking. The more you ask, the more God will reply. Even if that reply is a no, ask God why no, and God will give you a reply. Amen. And God is saying that in the new year, one thing, the psalmist said, one thing I desire, one thing I ask. And God is saying, be like the psalmist. Ask again. Turn to your neighbor and says, ask again. Amen. Come back to the place. Ask again. Don't be silent. Maybe this is a word, a reminder that some of us, we need to reactivate our prayer life. Because maybe you become a Christian that your prayer life is dead. Your worship life is alive, but your prayer life is dead. Your devotional life is dead. And God is saying that it's time to ask again. It's time to get down on your knees again. Come on, ask. Ask. Let's talk again. Let's ask. Amen? Point number two. What is one thing you will do for the house of God? The second part of verse 4 says, you know, one thing I desire and I will ask that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. Do you know that this, when this was written, uh, there was no temple yet? Because Psalm 27 was actually written when David was on the run from Saul. Bible knowledge, the first temple was built by Solomon, David's son. And yet, in, even as he's running away from his enemies, his heart was for the house of God. Even before there was a house, he was dreaming of a house. He was thinking of a house. He was wanting to build God's house and temple. And what we got to come back to again is to meditate on the word to dwell. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord. The Hebrew word for dwell, and this time we're getting a bit more serious, is to sit and to remain and to marry. It's the same word used to start a family. And God is saying that as you embark on a new year, would you come back and come into my presence again like a child? I know you're growing older. All of us are growing older. You know? Can, can, can you, don't you hate it? You know, some of us who are actually growing older that the younger ones are, are growing older, but then they're making such a big deal about it. You know, you know what I'm saying? You know, no? Those who are turning 30 this year, don't you hate it when the 19-year-old turns 20, you go, I'm not a teen anymore, you know? And you'd be like, <laughs> The truth is, we're, we're all growing older, but as we grow older, whether in the Lord, may our faith always be as tender, as pure, like a child. But the second thing is this, in this new year, may we learn to love God's house. You see, a lot of us, we, have, we, 
we already have plans to build our own house. And I don't mean a physical thing. I mean your own career, your own life. Some of you, you already know where you'll be going for your summer holidays. Tokyo 2020, maybe. You know, some of us, we have a plan on the type of job we want, the type of career we want. And nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. But first things first, would you do one thing this year? Tell yourself this. This year, would you do one thing new for the house of God? You see, what we don't understand, I know you may be thinking that, going, ah, oh, pastor is just trying to tell us, you know, don't skip church. Of course, you'll say that he's the pastor. No, no, I'm saying this because there's a blessing. You see, David's heart, even when he was in the midst of running away from his enemies, and even though he was anointed king by this point, and the reason why he was running away from Saul was because Saul knew this was going to be his successor and he was trying to interrupt God's plan. He was hunting him down. But David never used the throne as his finishing line. David used God's house as his one thing. And could it be that God chose to bless him with a throne? How many know that David eventually became king? And, and one of the, the most famous king. God was able to bless David with a throne because his heart was in his house. Just, just let that, you know, what thrones are you gunning for? It could be that promotion. It could be that breakthrough. It could be that wedding. It could be that guy. It could be that girl. That throne. It could be that house. It could be that car. I'm prophesying all this. I'm not, nobody has come up to tell me, but if, if God has blessed you with a car, hey, come and talk to me. Uh, the church needs uh, some things to be carried around. <laughs> but, but do you see how sometimes we start the year and we make the, the, the end game, we make the finishing line our grades, our graduation. Some of us want to graduate this year. And you made graduation your throne. Some of you want a job this year. You made the job your throne, your end line. You see, David was running. He was anointed. God was going to give him a throne, but his heart was not with the throne. And because his heart was with God, God was able to give him a throne. And so if you want God to bless you with the desires of your heart, make his house the desire of your heart. This is how David ascended. And so what we need to come back to that place because there's been too much wrong teaching that the devil has attacked uh, the church by attacking the church. That it is just a building. No, it's not. It is God's house. It is God's people. It is Jesus' plan A. Upon this rock, I will build my what? Movement? No. Build my what? Club? No. Build my book? No. Build my church. The church has always been God's plan to seek and save the lost. We do it together as a church. It is in the unity that commands a blessing. And so, 
what we need to understand is this, man, I got to come back to the place. No matter what past experiences you have, maybe you've been hurt by pastors before, maybe you've been hurt by a church before, maybe a church has disappointed you before, but don't let that draw you away from God because the psalmist made the house of God his number one focus. So first things first, what is the one thing you ask? What is the one thing that you never dare ask God for? Would you ask Him this year? What is the one thing new that you would like to do for church? Would you, would you, would you do that? Maybe for some of you here, I want to start serving, serve. Maybe some of you here is, this year I want to do something new. I don't want to come to church alone. And by no means saying that God will bring somebody, you know, like, you know, oh God, I don't be alone, I don't be single. That's not what I'm talking about. You know, how many know that, you know, when you really enjoy something, you don't go to watch it alone. You don't go to enjoy it alone. You don't go to watch Star Wars alone. If you did, God bless you. And maybe the new thing for you is to be part of church so that you don't have to go alone. But for some of us, maybe that one thing that I will do for the house of God is I will start serving, I will start giving, I will start tithing, I will start opening up my lives. The next time my home leader asks me, how are you? I'm not just going to put on masks and go like, I'm fine. Jesus is alive. If I go like, actually not so good. Can you pray for me? Some of us here, we are still so proud that we reject prayer sometimes. Can I pray for you? Oh, yeah. Uh, nothing much, really. Nothing much. I don't know. I didn't pray for you. So, uh, maybe some of us here this morning. Oh, can I pray for you? Nothing, nothing, nothing. And maybe that one thing is to let your guard down. Maybe the one thing is to start serving. Maybe the one thing is to bring someone. Maybe the one thing is to ask God, God, give me one name to pray for. Give me one life to reach this year. Because your word says, seek ye first His kingdom, His righteousness, and all these things. David ran, dreamt of God's house. And God gave him a throne. I guarantee you this. When you begin to to see church attendance as holy, when you begin to see coming to worship as something that is powerful, you're going to see so much change in your life. Maybe for some of you here, the one thing new is for you to actually, you know, I don't know what your upbringing is, but come on, stop being a chosen frozen, but just let God in. Maybe for some of you here, the one thing new for the house of God, God, I, I want to experience the Holy Spirit. I want more of you. Amen? Point number three. What is that one thing you will prophesy this year? To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. The Hebrew word for to behold is the same as to gaze. It means to see, to perceive, to look, to prophesy. How many of you know that David was not talking about a physical beholding because you cannot physically behold God's beauty? 
Don't get me wrong, God is beautiful. But, but you cannot physically see God's beauty. If you do, you'll be dead. Moses was so close with God that he said, God, show me your face. And even then, God says, no, you can't. If you see my face, you won't have a face. It will melt. Your eye sockets will melt into each other. You know, your face will melt. So I will show you my back. And then when Moses saw God's back, his face shone. And so the psalmist, what he used the word behold, is exactly like the Hebrew word, to perceive, to look, to prophesy, to see. Another word to describe this is to see as a seer, a prophet, in an ecstatic state, in a trance. In other words, it means to spiritually see, to spiritually prophesy. Do you know that God has given us power over life and death in our tongue? And we all know this. It's funny. When I talk, do you know that you have the ability to prophesy? You'll be like, I'm not sure about this kind of teaching, you know, not, not, not this kind of thing. And yet, every time someone gossips about you, it hurts. <laughs> you feel it. <laughs> Come on, who likes to be gossiped about? Raise your hand. I like, I'm selfless. Because I've got no friends. To have people talking about me is to bring me joy. I'll be like, okay, then the, the one thing you should do this year is to come to church. <laughs> and, and, and we'll pray for healing. When, 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 when we argue, it hurts. Because words have power. It feels like your heart has been stabbed. Whether in front or from the back. And yet, we feel it in the physical, and yet we don't dare believe the spiritual for it. Can I challenge you to prophesy one thing? To prophesy means this, to declare a different outcome than what you currently see. For some of you, maybe you're not at a good place. Maybe you're still walking in bondage, addiction, and shame. But would you prophesy that this year, the chains will be broken free? God will set me free. Every day I walk, I'll be walking into freedom and away from darkness. Maybe some of us here, we're, 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 we're enslaved to, you know, a depression. And sometimes I look at depression and it feels like a spiritual thing, not just a physical thing. But, but that, that, you know, sometimes you wake up and all these thoughts of unworthiness reign over us and, and make us feel like we don't even want to get out of bed. Have you been there before? It feels spiritual. But maybe what you need to do is, you know what, this year, I'm going to walk away. This year, I'm going to declare that those words will no longer have power. I'm going to declare freedom. I'm going to, I'm going to start walking more consistently. Are you walking consistently yet? Maybe not. But learn to declare it. I will walk consistently. Maybe right now, you are stuck in certain areas of life, but learn to declare it. I will not be stuck anymore. I might not be the best student right now, but I declare by the end of this year, God will help me to overcome. God will make me the head and not the tail. Are, are, are you the head yet? No. And you're feeling like the tail. Maybe you are the tail. But prophesy. The worst is God has given you all these gifts and yet you don't know how to use them. Don't be like me. 
Do you know, for the longest while, I didn't realize that my phone has a button that can make it a torchlight as well. And for the longest while, I was turning the, the screen of the phone and increasing the brightness to its maximum range to light the dark. And then one day, I discovered if only I dragged the corners down, there's an icon that looks like a torchlight. If it looks like a torchlight, it is a torchlight. Press it and it becomes a torchlight. That's what it feels like for us as Christians. God has placed within us power, resurrection power. Not like power. Resurrection power, the same power that raised Jesus from the grave lives in us. Yet we don't speak it. Yet we don't declare it. This year, can I, can I challenge you? And I don't think this is a me challenge. I believe this is a God challenge. Would you be like the summons and one thing that you will behold? Would you declare? Would you prophesy this year? Maybe for you, God, I declare I will have that promotion. Maybe for some of us, it's more real. God, I will be free from my skin condition. God, I will be healed from this sickness. You see, a lot of times, we go through church and God year after year after year, and we never dare to ask God for something new. What was Jesus' reply to His disciples all the time? You can go back, homework, read it. The Bible trivia, I'll give it to you. It's not, why do you ask so much of me? Have you, have you heard that? Maybe the Malaysian Bible version. Why you ask so much? No. Jesus always says, you of little faith. That means that why do you ask so little? Why don't you trust me for more? Why do you believe me for healing? I've got a peanut allergy. Why do you believe me for healing? I'm not knocking down people, but I'm talking real stuff. I mean, it's easy to go like, <laughs> that one church member that has peanut allergy. <laughs> but then, you have a skin rash. You have an eczema. So, so don't, don't be making fun of your friend who doesn't dare believe God to heal him of his allergies when, when you don't even dare ask God for eczema healing. Come on. Would you dare ask God for salvation of your loved ones? Would you prophesy that? Do you see how these three one things are one thing? Because the very same thing you ask is the very same thing you can prophesy. And the very one, same thing you ask is the one thing that you can do for the house of God. For example, God, I want to see my housemate come to know you. So the one thing new I want to do for the house of God is to bring that one new person, this unique person called my housemate. And God, every day I'm going to ask for opportunities. And I'm going to prophesy salvation. I'm going to prophesy regeneration. I'm going to prophesy that my friend will, 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 will grow and, and, and then salvation will begin, seeds will begin to be sown into his life even before he steps into church. Maybe for some of you here, it's career. And maybe you've gone for interviews and then they've rejected you and you're thinking to yourself, better to not ask because if I ask, I'll be disappointed so I'll just be quiet. Why don't you ask? God, can you give me a new job opportunity this year. God, I prophesy 
that my wages will increase this year. God, I prophesy that I will have a different role, a more challenging role, a, a role that suits me more, a role that can grow me more. And what's the one thing you can do in the house of God this year? Testify. Last week, wasn't it so amazing, those of you who have been here? Man, five very powerful stories. Why keep it to once a year? When more people begin to ask and prophesy, there'll be more to testify. Can we, even as a church, prophesy more testimonies? Amen? Can we, as a church, begin to ask God for more souls? Amen? Can we, as a church, begin to ask God for more miracles, more healing? I'm asking that all the time. God, Make me your conduit. Make me your conduit. Because I don't know what the people around me need, but you know all of their needs. So make me your channel. Make me your conduit. So whatever you want to say, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to give, do it through me. Ask, prophesy, and do it. Amen? Would you, would you, would you allow me to, to close us in prayer and I... And in a while, I want us to spend some time worshipping. Because worship is tied to prophecy. Every time you worship, and in a while, you know, we're going to sing that fourth song again. Every time you worship, we declare the chains are broken. We declare the enemy defeated. The enemies in our life called addiction. The enemies in our life, hopefully not call your boss. <laughs> but even if he is or she is your enemy, Love your enemies, as Jesus says. But I can't ask God for strength. I don't want to prophesy that you can. Amen? But I want to also use this time to pray. And I really believe that God wants to heal. And so as the worship team gets ready, would you close your eyes and allow me to pray? We talked about the one thing, the one thing to ask. And first of all, I want to pray for, for healing. There, there are people here, I don't know what you're going through, but there's something, something in your body that doesn't belong there. A condition that has been there for many years. Maybe you even gotten used to it but you my friends you were not created by God to be used to sickness and disease trespassing so in a while I want us to buy faith I want to pray and declare and prophesy God's healing over you but I want you to also ask because there's more power when you ask God heal me God, I prophesy that I am healed. Amen. I don't know what, it could be a skin condition. It could be something more. It could be a reoccurring, like migraine attack, gastric. Things that have robbed you. Some of you here, I just sense this, maybe a word. Some of you here, you, you've got like a issue with your tummy. Like, a, like a, you know, whatever. No IBS or gas, 
Patrick or whatever it is, but, but what's worse that that has become an excuse for you to not fast and pray. And for years, God wants you to grow and, 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 and you read about fasting and prayer, you read about, you know, drawing closer to God in intimacy and desperation, but you've always allowed your condition to be an excuse. Say, I, I can't do that, I can't do that. I don't fast because I, I, I need to eat. We become proud of our weaknesses. We become proud of our sickness. And God is saying it's time to stop and ask Him for healing. No matter how long that condition has been in your body, God wants to heal. In the name of Jesus, right now, Lord, I declare your healing over every sickness. And Lord, I declare, even as my brothers and sisters here are asking for themselves a healing, from migraine, a healing from the gastric, a healing from the allergy, a healing from that skin conditioner, a healing from, from you know, even deeper issues, irregular cycles. In the name of Jesus, I declare that by your stripes we are healed. In the name of Jesus, I declare your healing over everyone here over every sickness, over every disease. It is healed, it is healed, it is healed in Jesus' name. We prophesy that. It is healed in Jesus' name. That sports injury will not act up anymore. That back injury will not act up anymore. In Jesus' name, it is healed. That slip disc will not affect you anymore. In Jesus' name, it is healed. It is healed. It is healed. Would you receive that by faith? you learn to ask and receive. Second group I don't pray is for, you know, finances. I don't know whether you are a student or a young adult, but we, we all have financial needs. And it could be an ongoing need. It could be a need for the future. Maybe you're planning something for the future and you need that. Maybe currently you don't have enough and you need something right now. I want you to know that God is the one who will supply all of our needs. And you got to start to ask. Don't be so proud. Ask. Have faith like a child. Ask and prophesy. If you're saving up for something, prophesy that there will be more than enough, that God will supply all your needs. If you currently don't have enough, I want you to prophesy that it is done. It is done. That the provision is on the way. So if that's you, I want to pray for you. Lord, you see, every need, whether it's someone needing to pay rent, or someone needing money for a big purchase, a faith purchase, or maybe some of my brothers and sisters here, they have given by faith, and now they're waiting for that reaping. I declare your provision right now in the name of Jesus. I declare your abundance right now in the name of Jesus over every need, over every financial need right now and for the future. And if there's anyone struggling with debts of the past, right now in the name of Jesus, I declare that debt will be met by the sufficiency and the all-sufficiency that flows from Christ Jesus our King.
If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axchurch.uk. God bless.